0: Hello, baseball family. Matthew here with another episode of the British Baseball Podcast, and joining me today is Tom Thornhill, the chairman of Norwich Baseball. Tom, what's on the menu?
1: Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me on um, today. Hopefully, we're going to have a chat about um, grassroots baseball and obviously um, the Norwich Baseball League, which has been developed in the the fall and the spring league um, in our club, and how that's helping to develop our club and certainly um, get new
0: beginners into the sport. Yeah, some great great ways of growing the game and increasing revenue and players at the club. So uh, let's get into it. You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. Yeah, like last season was was quite difficult for me personally, because Of the travel and the time away from the family in Little one, And now that he's at an age where he's just really interested in doing lots of things and wanting to be involved in stuff, the family always comes first. As much as love baseball, family's always got to come first. So it was really hard when I was training. He'd say stuff like, I don't want you to go today. And he he just had like all the toys in his hand, been playing all morning, and I'd just feel guilty all all day. And it'd stay with me all the way from a training session and get home, and it's just like just huge relief probably a lot of uh, work I need to do in my end to, to not guilt myself so much, try to get a better uh, mindset, I suppose. But Matt, just the just type for me.
1: If baseball comes before that, then I think we've got it all wrong. I really yeah. do. And absolutely yeah, shouldn't be a trade-off. You know, why, um, especially uh, if you're in the GB program or if you're in the NBL or AAA, get it. Like, completely get it. Like, that's what you're doing. Like, that's, it's, you've, We're asking, I mean, this is probably stuff for the main content, but we're asking individuals to immediately have to project baseball as a part of their personality and who they are. And it's just, you can't ask people to do that. It's not, you're not going to attract people in at scale in that regard because you're asking people to live that life, which is you turn up at eight o'clock, you drive for two and a half hours, you play a double header, you get exhausted over a six-hour game, and you drive two and a half hours home. It's a whole day, and yeah. you know that's for me that you have to live that lifestyle. It is a lifestyle, and it's not sustainable in that regard.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's sort of why I said this this season. Uh, I made it clear to the team in in Manchester. I just said this is what I'll be able to probably not all the away games, and um, maybe one of the double headers. And I tried to make that the earliest one as possible so that I've got the afternoon free. So, so the morning's not, not impacted too much. It was a hard decision to make, but at the same time it wasn't. Because as much as I do love the sport, I love the family more.
1: You shouldn't have to um I think that's the biggest problem I have with it. And we did some kind of some qualitative research. I don't want to call it that, it was basically just talking to people about um why do you not want to commit as much on a, you know Sunday? What is it about it? And it's it's the exact same things that we're all you're saying, every other everyone else is saying. And it's how do we kind of address these things in terms of offering that sport as a format? Because if someone as passionate as you, who is running a who is running a podcast, who loves his club, who is who's desperate to get involved in baseball in any which way how, but can't actually go and play, is a failing, in my opinion. Um, and that's one of the things I believe softball has got right and a lot of other sports have got right because they can get right is um this time commitment how much would you how much would you play if for instance those games were um you were able to come home sooner you were able those games games were half the amount of time and you could play every single inning how much more would you play
0: yeah yeah i'd I'd be more committed i suppose yeah definitely
1: and would that then lead to you know? Would you be then doing more for your club? Would you then be um, wanting to help out more in that regard as well?
0: Um, no, I think I'd, I'd want to help out anyway. Yeah, uh, with my team, um, just being involved in it. Like I've I've put myself forward for some coaching mm. um, from BSUK, so I can help out with it with the kids stuff. Because my little boy now has started training on Wednesday nights in Manchester, so is is now part of it too. So it's just so we can get a bit more, more done in, in that way. I'm, I'm helping out my team too.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, for me anyway, there's been there's been a number of problems with um, the, you know, in my experience of, um, you know, the British baseball um, landscape. And I'm not going to pretend that I have all of the answers and also... know what will work for one region or one structure doesn't necessarily work for all of them we all have a different environment you know the experience of running a club in London is incredibly different to the experience of running it in Cartmel or in rugby or in Wellington like it's going to be incredibly different and clubs hopefully you know we do understand that there's not one size fits all but hopefully you know what we've kind of done our region will help us kind of think differently in that regard as well which i think is incredibly important you know we need to be having these conversations um in order to kind of open up that conversation um to you know kind of grow this thing at scale as such yeah
0: Yeah, you're doing some really interesting things in the off season in the uh, southeast of england do you want to tell us all about it
1: um yeah, in the in the East of England, obviously, I'm chairman of the Iceni. That's I mean, what, one of the things that we ha- we really struggled with last year was an, kind of the usual problems with, um, in my experience anyway, with British baseball, which is related to obviously the time requirements in terms of uh, you know, travel. I think we only had three games in the entirety of 2021. Um, there was a couple of rain outs in there. There was um, refusal to travel, all this kind of stuff. So we basically had an away season, which was incredibly hard on our team. And that was, um, you know, I spent my life messaging people to see if they could make it, um, which is not what you want to be doing. You know, you want to have your team, it's kind of already there, not just based on the commitment, but, you know, just having that pool of volunteer, um, volunteers, sorry, those players to um, pull from. And obviously, you're going and playing doubleheaders, you know, that's that's a long, grueling, long, grueling day. I think we originally put in the same pool as Oxford, which if, if you know anyone, Anyone that knows that drive from Norwich to Oxford—that is three and a half hours—to um, go and then play a double header and then come back. We've set. We set. I think the original commissioner put said said that that was doable in a day. But luckily, brain saw senses—I've done what the expression is—but something like that. And we we played in Cambridge in the end as well. So we were able to, have them to go book the ground in Cambridge and go and sort that just for a game of baseball. And um, you know that put a real strain on our club as well and. You know, having obviously the varied levels of competition that you receive in some of the British baseball leagues just based on the standards and whether you're hammering someone or you're getting hammered or, you know, having good quality games can be quite hard to come by in, in the season, which is what, you know, we all want. So um, one of the things that, you know, we are kind of all noticed that we we're spending more time training than actually playing the game. And, you know, I'd say the scenario that I gave to, it just seems a bit silly from all the newbies coming up is that, you know, you'd sit on the bench for two years you'd actually wouldn't play and participate in the behavior that you you wanted to. You wanted to just play baseball. If you Matt, if you turned up to play volleyball, would you want to sit on the bench for two years and play volleyball?
0: No.
1: You'd want to play volleyball.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Baseball's a really hard sport, don't get me wrong. There's a lot to learn. But we can make it a lot more accessible in that regard as well. And um, one of the goals that I had was, you know, that season was incredibly tiring last year for our entire club. And, you know, one of the things is I wanted to just have fun again. It, I just want to have fun on the baseball diamond again, and that involved for me anyway traveling less, which you know for a couple of weeks is completely cool. That's completely fine. That's that's life. But obviously, twelve weeks, sixteen weeks, twenty weeks of the year being away from your family, being away from um, your kind of thing, it becomes a lifestyle. And um, and I want to play at that good level of baseball as well. And um, and that's kind of all the goal is 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 those two things. And um, what we've been able to do is um, in the fall um we split our club into four we basically created four teams um out of um out of nowhere um we got the fully marketed up jerseyed up so we have the rockets the stingers the the bucks and the sea dogs um and just gave people ability to play baseball um in the city that wasn't time consuming that was at a level that was representative we split the teams up fairly so you had a mixture of our our double-a guys single-a guys and beginners in the same team as well um capped a few rules made the game a bit faster pace with one-on-one counts um and um and let it happen and you know those first couple weeks uh, you know there was a few people not necessarily convinced but by the end of it i think everyone was convinced because um we turn up at 9 30 in the morning and we'd be playing by 10 o'clock um and i was home by quarter to 12 each 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 day and i'd got i'd got a four five inning game of baseball out of it which is and us we played a friendly um uh three or four weeks ago, which obviously had the same format as um and this was in the East of England League, which was um oh, what is that friendly? I think it was against the Redbacks and um there was a double header warming up. We didn't actually do BP, but um I think they were running a bit late so we did do BP, but I think I turned up at the ground at nine o'clock and I wasn't home till five thirty after playing two games of baseball and and it was putting myself in like, I could probably do that, no problem. But imagine if you're a beginner, like, you know, these are the people that are starting out in their journey, who will eventually become the double A players, the triple A players of, you know, four or five years time. Those are the people we need to be thinking about. And what we found is that um, with what we did in the fall, we filled out four teams with, um, you know, eight or nine guys, because we can do that, who who could commit. As in, like as you say, if you go back at you know lunchtime, et cetera, et cetera, they'd be more likely to turn up. And then we filled out the rest of the rosters with beginners. Um, pe- we went and marketed the hell out of it. And you know, each team got an additional four or five people boost to it. The beginner sessions were massively oversubscribed. We um we got people, um, they had that clear journey from being a beginner to playing immediately. And we used those beginner sessions to teach teach the rules, which is fundamental, and then they got kind of chucked into it. And One of the things that was really encouraging about what we did in that four or five weeks of just playing a league in the city is that it was accessible to every level, which is really important. Um, We put pitching limits on the good pitchers. So, for instance, um, a couple of our guys, Casey, Andreas, Troy, um, Phil, they are all limited to two innings regardless. And so it becomes more like cricket where it's like tactical when you use your good pitcher. And as a result then, there is a massive incentive on the captains of those teams to develop their own pitching and also catching. So it gives people the opportunity to actually go and give it a go. It was, it was a bit touch and go sometimes in the fall, but as a result, people have now worked on it in the spring because they know that they're actually going to go and do it rather than using the same four or five guys. We're now using 12, 13 guys each week. Guys and girls, I should say. Um, and it's as a result, this season, I have more pitching than I know what to do with. Every single one of our Div 1 players pitched at some point in the local league. And as a result, then these local league sides basically become like your bedrock, your foundation of you have regularly in the city around 50, 60, 70 people playing regularly, of which those that want to then commit and travel can then go play in what we call the county sides. Um, which is obviously made up by the Arsenio and the Warriors, who then go and travel out of county to go and play. Uh, who are the best players made up? Or to you and I, those that are willing to travel and play at that competitive level without one-on-one counts are willing to go and do that. And as a result, like one, our quality has improved a lot as a club, probably. Our numbers have improved tremendously. I think in the fall we initially had, um, well, on the county sides last year, we had regularly turning out 23, 24 players. So just enough to get you know get two sides out. However, um, you know, our, we had regularly playing around and uh, 50 people in the fall across those four weeks, which has now gone up to, um, which has now gone up to around 70, 80 in the spring. But i like, even really trying, wow. um, and it's growing at that kind of scale to the point where we invited the university side into play in the league in the spring. So that's a fifth team. Um, just having that connection, that community connection, is really important. And also we've got six team already starting in the fourth. To be honest, we're even looking at, um, sorry. Yeah. We're even looking at the seventh team as well. If we include the university side in that, because the numbers are kind of there, all you need in your, in your club is, you know, is 10, 11 players. And there are rules around it that say, you know, if you're missing one player, then you can borrow from other sides, not playing kind of thing. So there's always, you actually, you don't really want 12, 13 people turning up for an hour and a half game. You want eight, nine or 10. Yeah, You're maximizing the playing time, which is what you want. And as a result, people have got so much better. Like We've got now like 50, 60, 70 people in the city currently playing regularly. They've all got so much better. One, because they're just playing. Two, they have a direct incentive to actually get better because they're actually going to be playing. And three, it's fun, so they want to. And as a result, more people are volunteering than ever. We've been able to do more diamond work. Our club revenues have never been higher because obviously we charge for it as well. As a result of that, we've been able to do the backstop and the... Um, the groundwork, even you know, necessarily the facilities fund has definitely helped with that. But you know, we could have got there in a year without it. Um, so, and it's just sped up our sped up our timeframes immensely. I don't know if any of that sounds familiar in terms of the problem pains and the points in Manchester. But we've taken a lot of inspiration from softball, and to the point where we're actually going to be playing these games now in on Wednesday evenings and Thursday evenings in the middle of the season as well, because we have a lot of people who are still very, very good at baseball that just can't commit on a Sunday. So there's about 10, 11, 12 guys who are probably you know double-A standard, but just can't play because of the time commitment. And as a result, they can go and play in this environment. One, they might then step back into the county in a few years, because they want to. They've been re-inspired really to do that. But two, the average overall quality of that locally is actually incredibly high. It's between single-A and double-A, to be honest um and some you'll be facing a you know good maybe even lowest standard triple a pitcher at one point or you could be facing some ethos pitches as long as it strikes you know it's still part of the game yeah one of the really great things as well is um the amount of women that we've got playing um i think around i think our numbers in the club have gone from one or two to i think we've now got 14 15 players who are able to play week in week out across across all the teams i think i've got i think i've got Gemma, are uh, now Emmy on my team. Um, I know there's a number on each of the other teams as well, but those, um, it's really, one, it was surprising to me, but um, it's really impressive and import, um, important to show that, um, you know, there's half of the beginner sessions are attended by women players. And it's providing that pathway in for them as well and to um, progress them. Anna, who has joined as well is dead set on being a catcher and the important thing as well is she will be a catcher and that's a lot of that just comes from if you've never played ball sports before it it comes with time and the right coaching and um that accessibility and she will be a catcher and she will be a great catcher it's it just takes a bit of time that's all and providing that with the coaching um it will give these athletes um and players and beginners a a pathway to doing what they what they want to do and i think you know one of the foundations of um, wbk and what um, amanda was discussing was um i think i heard it on this podcast was when she was just sitting on the bench week in, you know week in, week out and that's what there's no point having five six seven man benches in, in playing sport um you know we everyone should be playing and that is it's about us to kind of provide that regardless of um sex gender um disability what have you it's um it's it's providing that framework for it
0: We've we had a massive influx of people rocking up and last season we had 20 people to 25 people rocking up to away games to play.
1: You want to give people the excuse to only select 12 people, not have to just select p- people in participation because you need them in the dog days. You know, it's, it's, it's given us an excuse to only select 12 people each week um, for the county sides. And because they're going to go play a week and they're going to go play on Wednesday. So I'm not worried about them. And mm. I'm like, you really need to go, go play third base in the local league, go and work on it and come back in a couple of weeks and yeah. you will play third base and we'll see how you do. And that is given us that excuse to go and do it.
0: Yeah, it's very much a development league
1: it is basically a development league, and i know there was talk at single a level for what richmond doing and things like that i know a number of clubs are looking into stuff like this at different points we discussed at the agm having a league below single a Mm -hmm. in my opinion that wouldn't work because all you're doing is you're just creating you're just creating bigger lines and you're stretching the system further and such whereas ours is more like adding on to the system in another area you're not Mm -hmm. taking away from the main bulk you're you're providing it a foundation that doesn't take away from it um in that way so that's that's i mean if it works for richmond it works for richmond or and it works for you know those clubs it works for those clubs like that's that's the really important thing to take away from it. i, w- I want to see how it does because i'll be curious um but we you know we are when we when you have enough teams locally nearby it could work in the east of england we're looking at having three divisions basically you have that this sounds quite hypocritical now but like you know the development league the single A, and the Um, double A, but we're going to call it div one, div two, div three, and have promotions, relegations, and try and have six teams per division.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that not too long ago, and I thought it was a great idea. Then Mm,
1: that was, I mean, that's that's kind of where it was. We want to get to that. I think we can get there faster, and this is my unofficial opinion. Um, if every single of East Divinclane club does this Mm. because they'll have a solid basis to pull from and do this stuff. But but I, I, I find it mind-boggling because I have so many people in the club that are playing the local league that do not want to play county. And some of them are really good. Yeah. Like way better than me. And it's kind of like, well, we need to provide something for you to play and we're not. Like, cause that you're basically if there's if there's if we do the math for simply, there's 10 really good guys that turn up week in, week out, that's two local league sides. Because you need five solid players and then yeah. you get a couple single A um single A guys in each one and then fill out the rest with beginners. And those beginners, those beginners that have played now, one of them already throws sixty-five. I don't understand how, but he does. He doesn't know how to base run. It doesn't really know how to play outfield glove work. He hits grand slams because he's built like anything. But he just needs time. He just needs to play and learn the game. Yeah. And you, and you know, you, he is obviously he's the exception, not the rule. But he's a fast way to you know he's going to become a pitcher much faster because he gets to pitch um, in the fall, in the spring league, and in midweek without question. And he won't be taking another slot from someone else because we're creating new slots by new teams. Um, and actually, you know, we there's on my team, the Rockets. There's there's a guy um, who's 65 who really wanted to learn to pitch, and you wouldn't think twice about it if it's the normal county stuff. And he, you know, we've already got six pitchers, you know, who can throw 65, 70, 80 miles an hour, and actually pitched him in the local league. He threw strike. Eva's pitches strike. Eva's pitches all. All day, every day. And all they're doing is popping out. He's now just going to pitch for me every single week because one, he loves it. He wants to get better. And he's actually, he's done the most groundwork out of everyone I know. And I'm not rewarding him with groundwork with pitching, but you get the idea. It's, you know, I've got more pitching now in my team than I ever realized. Because, and I'm not saying pitching, people just want to pitch and they're throwing balls. These all throw strikes. You know, I think my philosophy in pitching is there's, 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 I think there's three priorities, which is, um, the first priority is, is location the second priority is um, breaking, and then the third priority is velocity that's my opinion it might be the other way around for other people but if you can do if you can throw strikes and have some sort of movement you're better you're, you're a double a pitcher in my opinion but yeah that's I, I think yeah I have people that normally pitch in my local league side now wouldn't have been looked at twice as a pitcher in a year ago and actually they all throw strikes and they, they are getting better because they're practicing because they know they're going to have to pitch. Yeah. And for beginners, this local league is their county sides. You know, that's what they want to do for them. It is serious. Yeah. And um, they, people that are dedicating themselves in that regard shouldn't be taken any less seriously than people that um, haven't have been playing for, you know, years as such, you know, it's, that's how we grow this, you know, a scale in my opinion. And I wouldn't be surprised in two, three, four years if we have, you know, 10, 12 sides in the, in the city as well and we potentially split that based on divisions and quality you know those kind of things then we get into that kind of stuff is really important you know we can we can start to think about those things as well the reason for talking about this now is this is stuff to start thinking about if they want to do it in the fall i'm already talking to a couple of clubs about in the east of england about doing this in in the uh in the fall just to see if it works just to see if if there's something in this that isn't just outside of what we're doing mm. um if it's and i don't see the harm in trialling it um and if you have, in my opinion, if you have three, what I call county sides anyway, you know, you already have the basis for four teams there. And I think you'll be surprised if you do it right, how many more people turn up week in, week out that you've never seen before or who who have vanished into the ether and will come back. Because, yeah. um, you know, that's let's just say that's that's around what, 40 people, 45 people. That's that's four sides easy like you know you have to try and base it that each each team is allocated 13 14 players um and uh, that's all they'll need you know um i've i've got 13 people currently in my local league site for the midsummer stuff so on wednesday and thursday evenings i've got 10 for each game already and i haven't even allocated the newbies to my team yet um i don't have, um they're all turning up week in week out um don't have to think about it and they're playing at the weekend as well most of them so yeah it's there's um now it's time to stop thinking about it identifying those individuals that want want to potentially run teams all they have to do is basically turn up sort um make sure there's an umpire for their slot when whenever they have that and um make sure their team runs have a lineup that's all they need to do and yeah, now's the time to identify those individuals um to also build teams around them so come up with names shout out to rudy at new Ola, who did all of our jerseys um he was a godsend did all the design work for us as well um free of charge and um got us the four distinct uh, identities and um, for the size which are quite important you know in terms yeah. of culture and that you know i think we split based on regions in in the city so there's west north east not West, North, and South, and then the Yarmouth Sea Dogs. So, who'd have thought Great Yarmouth would have a baseball team? But
0: there we go. So, John, so anyone that's listening to this now, that's thinking this would be a great idea for our club, we've got lots of people, we want to grow our team. Uh, tell us, tell us the full model then, from from top to bottom. What 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 are your rules and the way you've got it all structured?
1: Well, what will work for us doesn't necessarily work for everyone. And that's what that's the beauty of it. It's up to whatever works for your club and the amount of people that you have. You know, what I'd say is as long as you have people potentially willing to run these little teams because all they have to do is turn up and sort the lineups. that's all they have to do and people and um, a little bit of coordination in terms of the rosters if you want to make it balanced a bit more, then that's all you need to do. you know we have specialized rules for us that work particularly for our club based on the kind of players that we have, which include you know one-on- one counts which just speed up the game um that has been received very very well it wasn't initially. the what else do we have obviously pitching I say pitching limits as we said with that as well um we don't have an outfield fence because we we want we'd have to set it up I, mean, I yeah. can't be bothered um mm-hmm. but actually not as many people hit it over the fence so um we don't bother doing that but as long as you can turn up and just play that's the goal and have fun it's that as long as those are the metrics and um, that's kind of the key thing and combining you know what we've done with appropriate coaching appropriate or better coaching as such then you know allowing people to get better that's the recipe in my opinion for success It's whatever works for each individual club that, the, you know, that, that does that, um, it's, and actually, um, you know, this might, this probably wouldn't necessarily work for London. This probably wouldn't work for those other clubs, but as long as we're kind of thinking differently, trying to put ourselves in the shoes of those new players, then that's the really important thing because, you know, everyone that wants to play in doubleheaders, um, traveling all day Sunday are already probably playing. And those are the people we don't need to target. You know, the enemies are, you know, cricket, rugby football you know those other really accessible sports that people have a lot bigger head start in. we need to start fresh and um think differently
0: so have you sold this then to the new people
1: i don't think i needed to solve it, it um i'm so, um, so, sorry sell it to new people it was um it was just how you want to play baseball here you go that's all this is because i don't know if you can say that you know in manchester or in any other club if you said here's baseball are they sitting on the bench for a year? Are they going to lots of trainings for a year? What what are they doing? That's kind of the key difference. And certainly in my head is they have a clear pathway to actually participating, or at least it's putting an additional step in before, you know, being engaged in, as you said, those two hour car drives, those, um, that higher kind of level of baseball immediately as well. That might be inaccessible. It's an immediate presentation of here's three beginner sessions. Here's the rules. And in those beginner sessions, obviously, you're just going to be playing a few games as well, which are a bit funner and then you're immediately allocated to a team and you're playing and yeah you might sit on you might you might you might play less but obviously um at the, at the start with but obviously you have that clear pathway and I don't know if we can say the same thing about our county sides because for us forming a third you know regional size um is a lot of effort and a lot of work you know you need yeah. someone willing to commit every Sunday it's a lot of work to do that to form another local league side is nothing um, it's a case of okay, we could move this person, this person, this person to a new team. Make it balanced. Here's all the newbies as well that you'll that you'll need, and here's just when you need to turn up. That's that's all it is um, to start with, and hopefully, eventually, this will mold into you know potentially something more. And when you when you roughly have you know, 100, 150, 200 people playing in your city, that's when you can really start to think big. And you can really start to think about double divisions having the same standards, stuff like that. That's that's how you get to it. And the revenues from those as well is huge. To do ground development, to do more volunteers, more vol- um, a high volunteer base to to pull from as well, helping with helping with that stuff. You know, I think we just from just from doing this fall on the spring league, I think the club's gained around two grand extra oh. from nothing, just from doing just from doing that. And that's only going to go up. And for a club like us, that's huge. Because we obviously, you know, the Heart Spring League does something quite similar for um for um their kind of model. It's a bit more, what's it called, focused on the current infrastructure, but still, it still kind of does the same thing in that regard. But you know, one of one of the aspirations I have, and these two England captains have talked about this, is you know, one of the places I'd love to get to is where, and this is this is not gonna happen anytime soon, but it's where the you know, all of these England teams can collaborate in the sense that um, we kind of foster this you know, culture of playing much more locally and then playing less games at a county level. So maybe it's once or twice a month or even in a tournament format, you play your county games because that's still a lot of travel. But the local stuff takes over. It's similar to, you know, how the East Midland Softball League, the Manchester Softball League kind of all works at the moment. You know, those softball leagues are effectively... Um, your local um your your the full clubs and the local sides as well um and building it from there um it's you know fundamentally put ourselves in the beginner's shoes and try and see it that way and see how it grows but you know what i don't know what we're all waiting for if you want to build more teams and clubs you know in my opinion this, this is the fastest way that i can think to do it and i'm all ears if anyone has any better ideas i'd love to hear them um, because you know as a result we've now got four teams in the well four teams now in the city um and growing faster than ever um and our engagement levels in terms of the the quality of rec- um the quality feedback service that we did um are through the roof as well and that's that's all we can you know that's all we can hope for
0: That's brilliant and I guess mean, it's not just the the players that are enjoying this as well it's a great opportunity then for people to try different positions and umpiring as well
1: Precisely. Um, yeah, one of the things, the big questions that we have about umpiring, I hate I'm sure every club leader can relate to uh who's gonna umpire this weekend, um, how's that going to work, especially you know, out of London and not at A, uh, sorry, MBL Triple A. You know, we, we don't have umpires to pull from, sadly. It's one of the one of the things that um we're the BBF are trying to work on. But the the beauty of this is obviously, you know, if you have a 10 o'clock game, yours have an eleven you know, 11:45 game. Umpires and players, if they um um Don't have enough players in the second game are pulled from those first games so you're only being asked to umpire if um you're not playing you never sacrifice playing time for it and um we try and split up fairly so team captains are asked for umpires and they're usually not allowed to be the same people and you only have to umpire twice so for instance i umpired one game um and someone else has umpired another game but across a six-week league that's nothing it's only for an hour and a half as well and we're all kind of learning and the environment's positive so it's less pressure as well
0: yeah so as a result
1: you know people get a bit more confidence and um we've i we've never had that problem at all which is really nice to have um because that's i believe what these midlands football league does because i played for um yeah the, the only reason i know about that is in 2018 i played for pyromaniacs um in on softball league when i was at university but um and that's kind of where a lot of these ideas kind of came from was that experience on a wednesday evening just turning up after after um after work and and just playing a game and then going home and i really miss that i really do miss that environment and um having that as well um more is <laughs> more is not always more as i think you, you kind of always say sometimes it's good to um, have it more quality sometimes as well
0: yeah there's gonna be some baseball purists out there though that, that are saying it you know it's, it's not baseball it is more softball what, what would you sort it's, of say to those people to to encourage them or to try and get over that mindset
1: if that's if that's your baseball then go do it it's not up to me to decide how you play baseball go and do it like i said what will work for one region will not work for the other but all i can all i can say is it's working for us and that's all you know fundamentally that you know it works for me and what i'm trying to do I, if, if that's your goal then go do it it's not for me to kind of decide that but if we have more volunteers trying to think differently and trying to work it um currently then um that's all that really matters is people that are passionate and let's have those conversations as such um i can prove that obviously you know it's working for us and what we're trying to do um if that's what's working for you guys then awesome keep doing it um I'd be be interested to to take a look at that. Um, And I don't necessarily, um, in my opinion anyway, care that it's not baseball as we call it. Um, As long as you're having fun, that's the main thing. And you're getting engaged and more people are playing. That's that's the fundamental better way to start with. And you can get, you're more likely to get more people into your version of baseball, your purest version of baseball, if it's through this method than it is from nowhere. You know, you're more likely to get more people to play from um you know they've already been playing in this kind of format which is basically baseball anyway just with one-on-one counts in my opinion and not double headers um marketing to those people than you are to you know complete strangers and also there's i think the playing i did some statistics the other day actually on well, census data for the bbf is about to be you know released it, it made some very very broad assumptions but it basically assumed there's 14 players per team across the entire country i think there's 600, 1600 players in the adult leagues which is up in the last 18 months from 1200 players um just doing that really simple equation um it is growing at 27 percent. but of a country of a developed country of 70 million people where it is an olympic sport you'd think that would be more and i think sometimes we have to adapt and move on you know baseball is always adapted. so when you say it's purist are you talking about the dead ball area are you talking about you know baseball i think it's part of baseball's culture to still move on and have these discussions and these debates so i think the big debate at the moment is you know ro- robot umpires you know and people saying it takes away the human element but then you know but then you argue with the umpire you know but that's part of the game like you know which one is it and maybe people just want to turn up and shout at the umpire all day but that's that's one of my big pet peeves but anyway um i don't know these debates i think are fundamentally about baseball in my opinion
0: interesting a lot of food for thought there i think it's uh well you, you... You've, you've shown that it works and it's, it's increased your numbers. So if people have got any questions or queries that they want to come to and ask you about this themselves, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Either reach out to the ICNE Facebook page or um, get in touch with me, my BBF email, uh, just president average uk. Happy to have those conversations because I'm, I'm always trying to learn and always trying to adapt what we're doing um, and um, adapt what we're doing and um, improve it in that way. and. Um, I think ideas like this are incredibly important, just for these discussions.
0: Cool. Uh, and so in the off season, you just did did this league on the weekends. It's just like one game, two games, three games, and then it's just like off you go. You got your time slots. How are you going to work that into the evening slots? Is it is it going to be the same where you're going to turn up and play until it's dark? Like
1: first pitch is at six thirty, and I think it will. You'll call no new. You'll try and aim to end the game around the eight o'clock, eight ten mark. Um, I think the rule is the umpire calls no new inning at the top of the inning when the umpire feels as appropriate towards time of the game. So, for instance, if you only get through two innings and it's an hour and ten, you call no new inning because the next inning might last 20, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're flying through them, then you don't, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. With governing bodies, how does this link in with them or is it a complete separate thing or has there been any pushback from governing bodies or anybody about it or is it just a case of we're doing this as part of our baseball club and it falls under i was trying to try to think of how it would sit under federation yeah rules and guides
1: um it's a separate to the federation in that sense um it's, it's
0: not it's not i know it's not not an official thing yeah and yeah, no, i it's,
1: it's uh, not it's not technically official it, it is obviously under the club it's an official thing under the club but that's not affiliated the club the club isn't affiliated to the bbf as such but um it's more like a club run thing rather than a governing body thing if that makes sense um i think yeah that how that works is that's kind of yeah old school um thoughts but we've only ever you know certainly the feedback even before as president has only ever been positive you know i think one of the stuff that lee Lee's the development official on the bbf boards have been you know working on is just simple stepping back and thinking about this stuff and You know, one of the objectives that um, or simple goals that we've set ourselves um, and we've just formed the development committee the other week, uh, which is a really, really positive. um, Step for the baseball community because actually means we have dedicated volunteers within our community working and thinking about development, which we haven't really had before in that sense. um, From our own community as as i'm referring to, but the the really important thing about this um, is. The really important thing about that committee and obviously what Lee's been doing is you know he's defined what development means to our community and I think he's, he's those three metrics to measure against are increasing the total number of participants that's one goal increasing the average overall quality of those participants so you know hopefully moving that from somewhere just above single a and the development of elite athletes as well so the number of those elite athletes as well going into the GB programs from the UK and in my opinion like you know models like this as such like um and such like that set ourselves up to achieve those three things and as long as what other clubs do try and enhance and build on those three objectives awesome let's do that that's that's the goal um and that's 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 kind of the important role that you know the federation plays is helping to enhance what our club's doing because we we all are the community it's it's all of us it's not you know people that you know work in offices um or or work at sports england or work at you know in the government as such you know we are the community we're the ones that are playing the sport we're the ones that are having fun and um you know and you'd think obviously with us on the ground we're the ones that you know hopefully know a thing or two about having how we run these clubs and what's kind of best in those regards and you know if we're and we are the federation i think that's the really important thing to take away as well is um it's it's all of us it's um you know this, this is the first time in, from my understanding and my my history that the board's been actually run by people that do run teams and clubs and are involved on the ground, really importantly, at, at every level. I think we've got every level covered on the board at the moment, um, which is really important for you know perspective at the end of the day and and being accessible. Um, that's the kind of really important place to come from.
0: Fantastic. Uh, right, it's, it's tradition for the guests have the final word on the show. So, Tom, it's over to you.
1: No, just to everyone out there just keep doing what you're doing like it's um it's really important that you know we are all members of this community everything i've just kind of said is um if we're going to develop the sport if we're going to you know grow it it's on, it's on all of us and hopefully you know what we're kind of doing is giving that accessibility to all of those passionate um people the majority of which come on this podcast um to you know look to develop and grow the sport
0: Brilliant. thank you very much tom have a great day now <laughs>